everyone, and welcome to ADHD Unmasked. I'm your host, Shanetta Trundle, and on today's podcast, we will be speaking with one of my best friends in the world, Erica Nicole Collins. Erica has not been di- officially diagnosed with ADHD, but through our conversations and through my gaining knowledge of ADHD and just neurodiversity in general, I believe that Erica may be neurodivergent. And so I start sending her memes and messages and even sent her um, a questionnaire to fill out. Um, And in this conversation, we talk about our friendship. We talk about her experiences and we talk about the possibility of her having ADHD. So buckle up and listen and let's get into the show. Oh, one quick thing. Um, so welcome to February. Happy Black History Month. Um, if y'all don't know, I'm Blackity Black. Um, but also I want to spend some time this month talking about love and relationships as well as highlighting uh, Black mental health. So just look out for that and enjoy the episode. Um, all right. Hey, Erica. Hey, girl. Hey. So, um, this is our, well, welcome everybody to the ADHD Unmasked podcast. I'm your host, Shanetta Trundle, and I am with one of my best friends in the world, Erica Nicole Collins. Um, uh, and this is our second time recording. The first time was my fault because of sound issues, but here we are again. Um, and it's good because we like let some time pass and, Um, Yeah, Erica, tell everyone about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Erica. I'm 35. I am a Cleveland native, but now I'm a queen in the Queen City. Um, Which is Charlotte, because I don't think everybody knows. Yes, it is Charlotte, for those who don't know. Who you said, this is such an awkward question. (laughs) But when you say tell people about myself, well, currently, um, um, I'm unemployed currently. Me too. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I've been laid off from my job as a project manager for a healthcare company, but it's okay because something better is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I love Shanetta and I appreciate her passion and enthusiasm for everything that she takes on, particularly uh, being neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so Erica has not been diagnosed as neurodivergent. Um, So Erica is actually one of the first people that I've had that doesn't have a diagnosis. Um, But we do talk about it quite often. I feel like we've, I think since I got diagnosed and I don't, I can't remember what conversation it was, but I was like, hmm, I wonder if you have autism or ADHD um, but more so autism. Um, and I think, I think what we, what were we, I think we were talking about like relationships and. Yes, I do believe we were talking about relationships, um, because me and Jeanette are so close and we've known each other, like pretty much most of our lives. Shanetta uh, is one of the people that I would call and vent about what I call my dating woes. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing something. It probably was 
maybe about some feelings that weren't being reciprocated. And I think that's what started our conversation or made or led me to believe that, hey, something's wrong with this bitch. I would say it's something wrong. You know, it was, I think you said that when people, you'll like meet a guy and your friends be like, oh, he corny. And you were like, is he? Or something like, it's almost like, like, um, yes. That's so, what it was. Yeah. yeah so I'll, I feel like I will like, be interested in someone and my friends will be like, hmm, um, he's okay. He's, you know, and but I just tend to like see them in a different light. Like, mm-hmm. like, hmm, they're 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 quirky, but I kind of like it. Like it's something that intrigues me about it. Mm-hmm. But the masses might be like, girl, he corny as hell, but I like it. Um or you know, that actually might not even be particularly what we're talking about. I think um, it might be the fact that um, I don't know how to particularly go with the flow. Like, I feel like things need to happen in a certain way. Um, for example, like I more recently, rigid. I, yeah, I'm like very rigid when it comes to some things. For example, um, I met somebody and we had like a really great rapport. So in my mind, like, hmm, okay, we had a great interaction. Um, I interest has been expressed on both sides. We should be communicating regularly, you know, trying to explore, see where this goes. And my idea of how that goes seems to be a little skewed. Hmm. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm sure that's, that's the conversation that we were having. Mm -hmm. But yes, no, I am not, I don't have any current diagnosis of being neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. My, my the diagnosis that I do have are anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which I, I have, feel like a lot of women get diagnosed with anxiety and depression, um, OCD. Like I have anxiety, depression, OCD, and ADHD. But like I had to, I had to advocate to get the ADHD diagnosis, even though, um, you know. Like, I feel like anybody else, but like my therapist had ADHD and she found out after me that she had it. So I feel like that was another factor of why I wasn't um, diagnosed right away or after like, I guess, three years of seeing her. But um, another thing, I don't know if you feel comfortable, but your sister was diagnosed with Asperger's. Do you feel comfortable talking about it? Yeah. Yes. yes. So I have a sister. Uh, there's 13 years between us. And. Uh, initially she was diagnosed with ADHD and I just remember her as a little girl like think like the only thing that really kept her interest was TV like she used to we used to love watching Dora but particularly when we would go to the store she would spin around in circles in the middle of the store like hey don't do that you're gonna knock something down or my mom put her in soccer so picture a soccer field on one end there's kids all trying to go after the ball. And then my sister is in the on the opposite end of the field, just in her own little world. Hmm. So initially her diagnosis was ADHD. But then I want to say maybe she was nine or or 10. And they came back with the diagnosis of Asperger. Mm-hmm. And I I remember like you'd ask her a question like, 
hey, what did you do in school today? And she was like, my day was fine. Like her answers never matched with, with what the question you were being asked. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, you know, she's high functioning. Mm -hmm. She's one, um, she's, you know, completed high school. You know, she's um, attempted to go to college. So it's, I don't think it really hinders her. I will say um, she does not always understand sarcasm mm -hmm. or, or the element of surprise. And I recall that when she was a little girl, I had bought my mom something and I wanted to surprise her with it. So my sister runs up to her and says, hey, mommy, Erica got you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it was supposed to be a surprise. Like, Mm -hmm. understand surprise or you know if you say you say oh it's raining cats and dogs she would look around looking for like the mm -hmm. cats and dogs. She's very um, literal yeah very literal um mm -hmm. also she's very blunt mm -hmm. and um we're seeing we're actually seeing we're seeing that a lot um but i do remember one day i was very excited about something and i came home like oh i'm so excited i met at the time the international president for my sorority and i was just cheesing and i was talking about it how nice she was and my sister walks up to me and says hmm, you're excited you're in a good mood it won't last very long and i was like oh yeah so yeah that that has been yeah. my experience you know living with someone who's neurodivergent and yeah. that's some of like the social stuff um hmm. I do remember like she had like there's been issues with texture like mm hey -hmm. she gets pissed when my mom cooks anything with gravy because mm -hmm. she doesn't like how it feels when in the pan when it dries up and she has to wash dishes yeah and she would race me to the shower to take the shower first because she doesn't like how the bathroom feels after somebody has showered and it's like you know it's the moisture mm -hmm. there and it's kind of foggy and I also have a cousin, we're like a year and some months apart, and he is uh, on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. For a long time, he wasn't verbal. Mm -hmm. So uh, he is 33, mm -hmm. um, but I I wouldn't say he's not, not functioning, but he does, you know, live, still live at home with his parents. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's the most interesting thing. Like it is such a wide spectrum, right? Yes. Um, and when you said, you know, Simone is blunt, one thing that I have noticed from you, and this is not a gotcha moment, because I'm like this, like, but like you have been blunt a few times with me where it's like stabbed me in the heart a little bit, like oh and not even not purposefully. Um, it's just like like, oh, okay. Like I think there was one time I was like, I was gonna reach out to one of your friends because we both had a baby at the same time. He like she ain't gonna want to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. Well. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the the example with um when we were like in middle school and this guy liked you but you didn't like him back and I was just like, well, I mean, you should like him because you know he, he likes you and. You know, big girls don't get that much attention. Mm -hmm. But I don't even think that has anything to do with like neurodiver. That just is a, a hang up mm -hmm. I have that I'm still working through about um, issues with weight. Yeah. 
So I, I think, and that's something else me and Erica both, I guess, bonded over too. Uh, we grew up chunky. And um, I want to say I've been on the diet since I was four, probably. First diet I got put on. I'm sure you also like were watching your weight since you were little as well. Um, so yeah, um, it's that was I feel like one of our one of our connectors as well. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm trying to think like how do we get out of this conversation? <laughs> right? How do we pivot? Okay, so I will say something that we talked about in our previous conversation, which I'm mm -hmm. sad it got lost because it was just so you know, so layered. Mm -hmm. um, I I have not been formally diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, my only diagnosed are anxiety and depression, but I've always felt that there was something else wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like I always felt like I had really big emotions and I still feel like that too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm constantly, you know, comparing myself to like how people deal with things like, mm -hmm. um, you know, rejection or, or embarrassment, like I still, I just have like, I feel like I have really big emotions. And then socially, like, I feel like there, when I was little, because I was an only child for most of my life, there was um, a time that I had trouble interacting with other kids. Mm -hmm. There was, a, it was like, I'd be excited to have, be around other kids, like, yay, kids, uh, to the point that I kind of was like annoying to them. Mm -hmm. like, she's doing the most and then there'll be times where i'm just like okay this was fun i'm ready to go um be with my things you know <laughs> like, like my just like oh yeah she's like yeah you you had fun but now it's like you're you're over it and i remember like i had trouble like relating to kids but that's also mm -hmm. because i grew up in a single parent household and my mom had to take me everywhere she went so mm -hmm. i was being among adults and sitting amongst them and you know, interacting with adults. Yeah. I also think when I first met Erica, and this is our funny story, but I believe one, if not the first thing she said to me was about how, how much she read in a week. And I don't even think we were like, hi. It was just, I don't know, we were waiting in line or something. Erica's like, I could read a hundred pages in a week. And I was like, okay. And like, I was secretly jealous because I did not read that much. Um, but I feel like I made her feel a little, I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, that is like a random thing to just say to somebody. I don't even know what we were talking about. Maybe I, we needed it. We needed no it idea how that came about. But, but I just remember that was like one of our first interactions yeah. with each other. It's mean, um, in the book. I mean, you're right. Like, okay, girl. You know, we, yeah. Uh, and like, but Eric also like you are an avid reader, like super, like she was reading like color purple when we were in fifth grade, like just like. Erica was like very like a great writer. I remember she wrote an essay in sixth grade, and in the essay she said the tension was so so thick you could cut it with a knife. I'm like, who is she? Who is this person? And she also has really beautiful handwriting. She loves. I don't know why I was going to say like she. Erica also used. I don't know if you still do this, but the erasable pens, like all the way through, like fifth grade till high school, I know like she had a solid amount of erasable blue. I, I did. I, I, I did. <laughs> I used to love these pens. I, and I still love a good pen. Right now I'm obsessed with these um, big pens. Um, mm -hmm. As I say, big crystal. 
because they come in colors. And I like to like handwrite. I've been trying to like journal. So I like to handwrite my journal. And I love sending cards and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But <laughs> it's so funny. Well, first of all, thank you for those beautiful compliments. Like, ooh, you make this Erica girl sound so interesting and just intriguing. Um, well, you are. And she also has an amazing voice. She can sing like under the table. And speaking of tables, uh, she also sang on top of a table <laughs> when we were in 12th grade and Dream Girls came out. And I think we were in homeroom or something, but like walks in and just like gets on the table and performs. Like that's that's Erica. Like it would like it's a big personality. I don't even remember, remember doing this, but but that I, I remember that so the, clearly. I would do because I would randomly break out into song and dream girls was so huge for me. I remember just being obsessed with that and just, it, I just thought it was so, uh, so just amazing. I, I love quoting, you know, Effie. Mm -hmm. Cool it Effie. Um, I don't think we could say too much. Stay around this. I'm just getting into this business. <laughs> I think that's all we can say, Erica, because uh, I don't want to pay for no. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, we do not own that music. Um, mm -hmm. what if what is what, what was it? Um, I'm not feeling. I, what did she say? Somebody not feeling I'm well. Not feeling well. I got pain. Effie, we all got pain. Yeah. I, it's something I always uh I always say, especially when I'm not feeling well. Um oh god, I can't remember what whatever. Um I was uh socially I I I feel like I'm very outgoing, but then there's times where I can be kind of shy and introverted. Um mm -hmm. I socially, you know, I'm like people were like, oh Erica's so great, you know, she's cool to talk to. Um it does not necessarily translate to my romantic endeavors mm -hmm. uh, but um that's been if you take a poll of how i've met people um i really there's a, a lot of my friends are like oh she just walked up to me and started talking to me mm -hmm. uh, my grandma says that when i was a little girl i was standing on the apron of her driveway in cleveland heights and this is early 1990s um and I would wave at the children across the street. I'd be like, hi kids, I'm Erica, you wanna come play? And she said, they wouldn't speak to me, probably because I was black. And she's like, it's just to burn my biscuits. I just wanna go over there and smack all those kids. But I was just always been this like, hey, how are you? You know, sometimes, mm -hmm. even when it scares me, I walk up to people who are like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I guess it was just me being lonely and, and wanting friends. But I think, like I said, I've always thought something else was deeper wrong because I had these big emotions and things mm -hmm. roll off my back like I thought they should. Um, uh, I think in the our previous conversation, we talked. I talked about being lonely as a child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not having that verbiage to communicate being lonely. Um, mm -hmm. I would, and that's where like my binge eating started, mm -hmm. be out of loneliness, and which sometimes I still deal with, like trying not to like eat my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's my story. Like I guess, with like like you mentioned, like I don't really have a diet. You know, I'm not classified as neurodivergent, but mm -hmm. definitely there are some. 
Yeah, I think like, you know, eating disorders are super common or not saying you have an eating disorder, but um, disorder, we can even say disorder eating, but that is very common. Addictions are very common with people with ADHD or who are neurodivergent. Um, I think another thing, I think it, just going back to, and again, I'm not diagnosing you because I don't have the acumen or anything um, to do so. Um, but I think like there's some things that I think kind of cross over with ADHD and um, autism. Um, like I, for, for me, one thing that um, is like not being able to understand how you feeling mm. is um, so like um, I was the episode that I published this week. Uh, I was talking to a girl and she was saying that she doesn't always like intellectualize her feelings. She just feels it and walk and like, you know, responds to it. And I think that that was super smart because with me, if I can't understand what I'm feeling and I just know I'm feeling bad, yeah. I just kind of dismiss it sometimes and don't listen to myself as much. Um, um, and I can't remember what that's called right now, but um, if I do, I'll, I'll insert it in. Um, but that's like another characteristic. I don't know if you ever feel like that. Like, do you ever just feel like, oh, I feel bad, but I don't know what this is? Um, yes. Lately, I've been feeling blah, like just real, mm -hmm. ugh. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, well, probably, you know, just because of just some personal things going on, which you know about. Mm -hmm. um, I just, some days I just really just feel like, mm, like, I don't melancholy. Know. Yeah, just really like melancholy. Like I don't want to do nothing. I don't, you know, I kind of want to just like go back to bed. Um, I just like nothing's wrong per se, but it's just like I just like my my wheels be spinning about things. Mm -hmm. and I can't really like shake it, you know. Mm -hmm. So there there have been some some days where I felt like mm, I don't know what's bothering me but i know that there's something bothering me or mm -hmm. and I, i'll i will also say that i have a lot of um intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. like just things that like are not i have to like reel myself in like i literally have to be like who said that who mm -hmm. said that like you mm -hmm. know like you from the real housewives who said mm -hmm. that? like i will literally stop myself and mm -hmm. like who said that Nobody said that. That didn't fucking happen. Stop making stuff up and relax. Yeah, I will. I will go down a rabbit hole. Um, like a couple weeks ago, my grandma didn't answer the phone be because she had her ringer cut off. Mm -hmm. Went to church, and I asked my mom to help her cut the ringer back on because I knew she wasn't gonna remember. Mm -hmm. She did not answer the phone. And I was calling for hours and hours. Now I'm in North Carolina. I'm eight hours away and I'm freaking out. My mom, she's like, Erica, she's probably sleeping or she probably forgot to cut her ringer off or she let her phone die because she fell asleep. And mm -hmm. but I'm freaking out. I have just went down this whole rabbit hole of she's up there in that house. She's alone. She's probably sick or she's dead. And then I got to go home. Mm -hmm. He's got down the whole like anxious round. Yeah, I got to sing. At, I got to figure out how to sing at this fucking funeral. Oh, then damn. I gotta, then I got to figure out how to navigate what what my world is gonna look like without my grandma. Wow, like it, like it, yeah. it got really, like really scary real fast. And I'm in here like just trying to. I'm like freaking myself out. But that was how my mom was like. 
was spinning, was spinning. And then they're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I only got my grandma and my mom, you know, and my dad is gone. Um, you know, what am I going to, you know, what is this world? How am I going to feel like grief, you know, mm -hmm. just, just the heaviness of grief. How am I going to navigate that? What am I going to do? And then like I don't know, 20 minutes later, she calls like, Hey baby, uh, I, I let my phone die. I thought it was it was on the charger, but you took the charger off the wall. I, I was over here punching the air, but then I was just like, but I felt like this huge weight had been lifted just when I could hear her voice. Mm -hmm. That like kind of happened, but that that's the kind of like stuff that happens. Yeah, like all the time. Like, um, like for I remember one time I couldn't get in touch with you, and I was just like, oh my god, what did I do? Did I say something? What if she doesn't want to be my friend? Like it, it just got real scary, and yeah, which is like crazy because like we've been friends for 20, 20 right. something years, so yeah, it's usually the babies just got my phone, right? You yeah, know? but I will have those kind of episodes, like hmm. you know, stuff like that. And God, don't let it be a guy. Mm. <laughs> Don't let it be a guy that I'm interested in. And it's just like, oh, we, uh, you know, like, oh, he probably found somebody else or he probably, I probably came on too strong and mm -hmm. scared him off. And now I'm going to be an old spinster with a dog. You do know, you, do you feel like you always come on too strong when you are in a relationship? Is that something you feel like you do? I don't feel, I don't know. If or I, is that something you're afraid of that you do? I'm a, I'm actually afraid to be vulnerable in relationships, mm -hmm. uh, particularly with men. Um, uh, and, I mean, and it's a multi-layered conversation. I, I feel it's just like, first of all, I have not seen any healthy relationships. Like, my mom is was widowed as shortly after I was born. Um. And then I don't, you know, get too personal for the world, but just, I just haven't had the greatest examples. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it's just like, I really want a, you know, desire to have an intimate partner, romantic connection. And then, you know, that will lead to me having a family of my own that mm -hmm. I, you know, the nuclear family, I guess, mm -hmm. the traditional mommy, daddy, and some kids type family. But, um, I feel like I'm very, like I said, things I feel like should go in a, like a, a certain order. And mm -hmm. like when they don't, I, you know, tend to be like, I get real bent out of shape about it. Mm -hmm. What about in your everyday life? Like, do you ever feel like that has to have an order for you to feel um, your best? Or do you? Yes. So um, I'm constantly like straightening up my house. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's never really truly dirty, but I have this thing where I was just like, well, if my if my space is clean and orderly, maybe that will translate to other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. So like I'm constantly wiping off this coffee table because I see crumbs on it or I'm constantly sweeping up because uh, there's little crumbs on the floor. And then I now I got this little puppy and he's trying to like he'll be peeling the paint off my door. So now I'm sweeping that up. Um, I I haven't been totally great at this this week, but I'm I'm usually a person who gets up and makes their bed every day. Mm -hmm. But this week has been you know kind of challenging for me, so I've mm -hmm. uh, actually haven't been making up my bed because I've been in it a lot. Yeah, which is fine. You should give yourself 
when say you should do anything, but it's okay to give yourself some grace after, you know, being laid off. Like it's, um, it's definitely a healing process that needs to happen. Um, yeah. Because even if you laid off and it's not your fault, it's there is still like a level of like rejection or what's right. next and, you know. And um, yeah. especially with this position, because um, I've always been a person um, who, I'm not going to put, if I'm not going to half-ass anything, I'm putting my whole ass on it, you know? <laughs> um, I've always been a person who, like, got a job, they taught me the job, and I was really good at it, and, like, I kicked ass. I showed up and I showed out, and this was mm -hmm. one, the second opportunity I've had that, that it didn't happen like that, and I constantly was questioning myself in this job, um, you know, just wondering if if this was something I could do, if I was good enough. Um, also, but I do want to just take a step back. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about ADHD. I used to work as a disability case manager and mm -hmm. it, it has been my strong belief that our society is conditioning us to be hyperactive. Just think about how we have, everything is on demand. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, our phones, you know, getting news, um, shopping, social media, our streaming platforms. Um, shoot, you can even like order food and it's at your door within like a short period of time. Like, I grab is that convenience. Well, some of these things are convenience, but I do really feel like, like, if it, if it takes too long for my page to load, I'm like, oh, come on, come on. Like, like, mm. I'm constantly like feeling like there's a constant information overload. Mm hmm. You know, so I really think society is. Oh, oh, we are you trying to get down? Okay. That society is conditioning us to be hyperactive. Yes. Uh -huh. So when you would connect with people who had ADHD, what were your thoughts? Um, well, mostly when I was conducting, you know, doing my work as a disability case manager, I was talking to the parents of children. Mm -hmm with with ADHD um or, or on the spectrum and I found that it it was kind of like a like a pair like like salt and pepper mm. uh, have ADHD autism like it was kind of mm. like kind of come together um as far as myself just and just to bring it back to what we we're talking about could I be on the spectrum I, I don't think I don't think it's too far-fetched do I have issues with texture yes I do mm. uh, Currently, I'm like I'm drinking these protein shakes, and if they're heat exposed, they will get clunky, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm drinking this protein shake, and I feel this clunk in my mouth, and I immediately just spit all of that out over the sink, mm -hmm. and it freaked me out that there was something clunky in my drink. So now every time I'm drinking it, I'm like, oh my god, is this gonna be a clunky one? Mm -hmm. Like, and that just so happened that the last couple of batches have been kind of clunky mm -hmm. when they ship them to me. Yeah. Um, also, um, echolalia, repeating mm -hmm. uh, different noises and sound. Um, I will make up a song about anything. Mm -hmm. I constant, like I call my dog Buki. Mm -hmm. I just find myself just saying Buki, 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 Buki all day. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like a stem. Yeah, sometimes I'm not even talking to him. I just be like, bookie, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. Daddy, book, daddy Jenkins. That I'm just mm -hmm. making up song. I'm sure he's probably like, oh my God. 
Yeah. I'm supposed to be her emotional support dog, but I need emotional support because this girl, this girl. Yeah. But with okay, so I know you've been in therapy, and with this being our second conversation, do you think that you would um ever bring up um any sort of um or asking your therapist or psychiatrist about ADHD or ASD? I just just for I won't say shits and giggles because I don't think there's anything funny about this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm willing to ask her about, you know, if that could be a possibility. Because mm -hmm. um, like, I, I just feel like one thing I always say, like, if I have been able to talk to people for more than an hour, as far as like the way I usually jump from subject to subject and we can stay connect, like I'm like, well, that person like definitely has, you know, like right. we've been friends for over 20 years. So I just feel like, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole. Like we could be talking about the color blue. And then five minutes later, it went from the color blue to uh, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, that was, yeah. I just had to show the range of how our conversations go. Like we'll have some really yeah. great conversations, we um, definitely do. but they'd be all over the place. Like yeah. usually I'll call you with a story and then there's a, a sidebar and then everything like, so. But yeah, I think one thing that I would love to get and then like, again, come back maybe early next year, I would love for you to see if what your psychiatrist thinks yeah. about getting oh, some tests. I'm going to find like a online assessment and okay. take it. And I'm going to take I it. I will you one right now, girl, because I got one pulled up. Okay, well, send it to me. I'm gonna take it, and we will discuss the result. We will, we will yeah. discuss the results. Yeah, because I feel like it's, um, you know, I'm just curious. I feel like there are other things that we probably didn't say. Um, one thing I will say, a uh, easy test that I ask people is like, have you ever, are you ever sitting down and like your mind is racing to the point where you know, you're overwhelmed with the ideas or thoughts and you got to be like, whoa, girl, slow down, you know? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. All, all the time. I am notorious for like starting several tasks and not finishing them. And, th and this is just be tasks around my house. Like mm -hmm. the other day I, um, I started doing my greeting cards, my holiday cards, and then I bounced to clean up the kitchen. And then I bounced to... um putting away photos in my phone. I mean, I was and cleaning up my house. And I was just like, Erica, stop it. I said, you need to attack one thing at a time. So mm -hmm. I stopped and I was just like, okay, first we're going to clean off the counter. Mm -hmm. And you gave yourself like a step. Yeah. And then we're going to move. And then we're going to, and then we're going to sit down and look up this address that you need to do. Like I had to like, because mm -hmm. I kept starting and stopping things mm -hmm. and nothing was getting completed. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to like listen. That's something people, uh, a lot of ADHD people say too. Like, you know, like even when you go into the bathroom in the morning, you kind of got to be like, okay, got to wash my face, brush my teeth, do this, use the bathroom. Because some things like, even if you do it every day, you may miss. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't floss. Or, oh, you know, I, I got off mm -hmm. the bathroom. I forgot to wash my face. Uh, you know, it's like, there's just like things that um, 
you have to give yourself like steps right otherwise um and i think also like getting my son's diagnosis for my two-year-old has um is on the autism spectrum and um just learning more about his stuff makes you think oh shit like i need to do this for me too like right. there are certain steps that like i just will forget and or if you clean if i'm cleaning the kitchen same thing i like have to be like i have to go like left to right or oops i have to go like left to right i have to go mm -hmm. on my this very specific order or otherwise it's just not going like i may like freestyle it like if i'm on the phone with my sister i may freestyle like there's so many things that are missed versus mm -hmm. if i'm just like okay i need to go trash countertops right. trash on the countertops and then like i have like this boop da boop da boop da boop mm -hmm. um to do it but unfortunately erica this is gonna be a wrap-up session because I gotta go pick up Damascus, which is my son. I'll probably bleep his name out. Um, but yeah, I feel like you sh I sent you a ADHD test. Um, and I feel like let's check in in a month and see like where we are, you know. Like I would love to see if you just like, you know, and to yeah. see how it like how if you did figure out and let's say you were on a spectrum or were diagnosed with ADHD I wonder like how would that affect how you approach your life you know mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me was just I'm not as hard on myself sometimes if I'm taking my medication consistently I'm not as hard as on myself um but that's also it just also depends but anyway thank you so much Erica for coming on and unmasking with me I know our last meeting was so beautiful and we got to know each other deeper. Um, but um, yeah, this is still really good. This is really great. And I just want to say like, I really am proud of you for, you know, starting your podcast and I do admire your enthusiasm and passion about learning about neurodivergence. All right. Well, I love you, Erica, and I will talk to you later. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to ADHD Unmasked Podcast. I'm your host, Shanetta Trundle, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, y'all, real quick. If you are looking for any ADHD Unmasked resources or just ADHD uh, resources, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as checking out our website, ADHD Unmasked dot canva dot site right now but eventually it's gonna be adhd dot mass dot um but we love you and we will talk to you next time <laughs>